Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamualaikum. Back from a short break. Short break. Short. It's been uh, a, a few prayer years. Break. Couple years. Yeah. <laughs> COVID was the last time we did one, right? Did we do one after that? It was a remote one. Yeah, Zoom. We did COVID on Zoom. Zoom. That doesn't that doesn't and count for me. A remote you, one doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. It has to be in person. person wasn't Honestly, nothing was better than when it was at your house. Then it was at your house, and we had the snacks out. The snacks. The snacks were the killer. Critical. You need the. You need the. Yeah. You need the snacks. We're in the yeah. soup kitchen, and there's no snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Which, well, well, where where we left off after COVID, well, you t- you guys turned out to be right on a lot of different. Uh, including the latest, which was the lab leak theory, is now mainstream, right? So in 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 uh, I, I kind of have to oppose it a little bit because I was actually wrong <clears throat> early on in COVID, where wrong. I was uh, I got fooled by the China videos, right? I got fooled by the China videos and the psyop of you know people dying in the streets, which Alex warned us about not to get fooled by that psyop, but you know. That was uh, that was that. So, wait, what do you mean by that? So you remember that? So you remember those videos with like the woman's being put in like a metal box and screaming and then chaos those, in Wuhan, the right? Chaos yeah, in yeah. Wuhan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where were those videos? And, and would so, turn out to be. So there's actually a bunch of uh, articles now. People have done research on a lot of those videos were just they were create, film sets. They were film sets. They were, wow. they were film sets. Yeah, yeah. They were created by for China for whatever reason because China does weird things like painting leaves. Like they they do all sorts of weird things. I don't know what was the motivation behind it, but a lot of the videos were just you know clipped up places of hospitals, and then they would pro- throw on that contagion music, and it'll be like. <laughs> so they did they did use a lot of that propaganda. I don't know if this was their intent all along since before the lab leak or whatever happened. But they did use a lot of that propaganda and that's those scare tactics to push their COVID policies on countries that had economic ties to them. Right. So like Australia at first said they weren't going to follow their like strict lockdown policies. So they were like, well, then we're going to seize up trade. And Australia fell in line pretty quickly after that. Mm. Italy, too. So Italy is a, is a, is a, Italy was one of the early lockdowners, that. like hardcore lockdowners. It turns out that, strangely enough, they have strong economic ties to China because... You know how everybody mm-hmm. wants to buy like yeah. their nice made in Italy right. goods? So they have to say made in Italy, they have to be produced in Italy, but they're not going to pay Italian <laughs> workers, so they have a bunch of Chinese factory workers making like Gucci clothes and stuff. In so, Italy? So there's tons of Chinese expats. Oh, uh, wow. In Milan, right? Wow. So China has a lot of hold over, over Italy, over that. So they, they use these promotions, these ideas to promote their like hardcore lockdown policy. So you're saying that they shot themselves in the foot to scare the rest of the world into COVID? With these psyop tactics, Allah, maybe I'm. I'm, Allah, I'm still. I, I'm, it's it goes back. A puzzling country. To yeah, understand. it goes into it's. It's <laughs> just so chaos, you know. Like when when Saad and Muin were looking at these tweets uh, way back, they were like, "Yo, it's gonna be purge." Like couple months, it's gonna be like the purge. I remember right? that get episode. A gun, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's gonna be crazy. I remember it was crazy. It did get crazy. Exactly. I distinctively remember Muin saying. Uh, you guys think all this we're, we were talking about something he was like this is nothing COVID yeah. is going to come and stop all this and I was like yeah. here we go here with we the go. Uh, with these you know ideas right yeah and mm-hmm. I think uh, one thing uh, you guys were right on a yeah. lot of things but one thing that you guys were not right on yeah. is that the world's still running we're all still alive alhamdulillah and uh, well define uh, running well here's the thing though <laughs> you know what I realized is that masses are extremely compliant now yeah like Oh, you get a hundred thousand people do anything now. Oh yeah, mm. of course. And I noticed that at NBIC. Yeah, 
right? Wow. It's almost like any little announcement of a of a change of behavior. There's no one saying anything anymore. That's true. People, humans are conditioned right, wow. to comply with authority because of this thing. So I, I you know, one yeah. one perspective shift that I've made since COVID and another event that happened, yeah. which really made me rethink my position on a lot of things yeah. is the the other event that happened was I don't know you, do you guys remember net neutrality yeah, and yeah. the law that was going to get passed and R- remind me though because I didn't pay attention to what it was so there was a push well, before the net was con- the internet itself was considered a public domain right and in and so ISPs like Verizon and Comcast and Warner whatever the ISPs are now yeah. uh, they were not allowed to do things like throttle a website or give greater preference to something like Netflix over Disney. I see. Right. And so there was a, and so people were pushing for net neutrality because there was laws that were going to go into effect, which would allow ISPs to gain certain private power over the internet. Okay. Technologists, all sorts of doomers were just like, including myself were like, Hey, you know, if net neutrality laws are passed and, ISPs have private access to control the internet. It's going to lead to, you know, all sorts of problems that are going to lead to, you know, worldwide collapse, etc. And you know, the surveillance state will. So you're start. saying the con- there there will be an imbalance of control. Yeah, and and so then the pri- the the, IS- the ISPs could say, hey, in order for you to use Yahoo.com, it's going to be ten dollars, you know, or it's, or it's going to be slowed down if you're going on Netflix or okay. But you, but you so you mean to say, if net neutrality laws are not passed, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm 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 yeah. uh, simplifying it okay, you know, by a lot. Here. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that's not going to happen, right? That. Yeah. The, the that ISPs having greater power isn't going to lead to problematic things. However, the collapse and short-term fallout that I believed would be imminent and quick didn't happen as fast, and the timeline wasn't as fast, and neither were the repercussions done in that in the manner that I thought they would be. Right, and I think that I've now taken that and applied that to everything now, including, for example, you remember vaccines. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that now, if it's going to get us canceled or whatever, what? but uh, the vaccine rollout. It's like two <laughs> years later. The vaccine thing now is... This is a safe space as the liberal. Oh, we, we've switched from the place where you can't criticize vaccines and if you didn't take one, you're a pariah, to people don't want to talk about them because nobody wants to talk about whether they worked or not, <clears throat> the fact that they didn't work for most people and mm. they still got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. People who feel like they got sick coincidentally and it had nothing to do with their vaccine. Like, nobody wants to talk about it because of that, but I think the, the fact that, you know, some well, of us are pure-blooded is fine to talk about now. Yeah. What, what, is, what is the... <laughs> so, but what is your point about net neutrality? I don't get the... So, so what I was trying to say is with net neutrality and, for example, vaccines, I was convinced that the promotion of vaccine passports and uh, checks mm-hmm. everywhere is mm-hmm. going to lead to a you know surveillance state in the short term like China. Well, that was a considerable which, amount of pushback. That's why it didn't happen. Yeah, so right? it's yeah. not that that won't happen. I still believe that that is a bad idea. We absolutely shouldn't have any passports, but... It, it did happen ahead. in Australia, by the it way. Did. New yeah. South Wales has reinstituted the you have no right to not be stopped and searched if you're coming into the state. And it's not because of any disease worries now. It's because they said during during COVID, 
there was a drop off in like drug usage. So they were like, we think that the stop and search at the border policy is great. So now everybody's <laughs> subject to that. That's hilarious. So it's now it's to keep people from getting high. Yeah. So they are they are building on in places like Australia where people don't have rights or or the means to resist. I think what Moeen is saying is that the timeline is a little bit longer than what he thought it would be, right? Or what we thought it would be. Whereas like you think that in one or two months or one or two years everything's going to go down, but it might be longer than that. But the precursors are already laid down. Like, England is already restricting people's movement in Oxford. There's, there was plans to, like, basically box people in into 15-minute zones, and you can't leave your 15-minute zone uh, without, like, a without like a passport or something, right? So they're already starting this stuff. Yeah, apologize to the listeners here. You, if you hear some feedback, it's because we're back after three years, and, you know, we're, we're old school and still using the... You know, we're not used to the new hip practices of podcasting and mic usage. And uh, What feedback? There's no feedback, is there? No, no, you guys are moving the mics. That's oh, why. that's oh, not that's feedback, right. though, right? No, no, not that's feedback. That's just noise. Oh, is that, uh, see, I don't even Zombies. know the terms, yeah. you know? So, uh, now you're... you. <laughs> now, you made the point that the vaccines, you're saying that there's... Uh, how, how strong is the research that they don't work, that they didn't work? I mean, everybody... What is the COVID. research? Everyone got it, but did you get a week? Did you, were you able to handle it better? I mean, everybody got a weak version yeah. if they weren't vaccinated. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. was just around at that point. Well, not, the every, other thing is, not everybody got it. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the big die-off was early on, and if there's a lot of research going on now. It's ongoing. It's not well-sponsored, obviously, for the reasons that uh, one can surmise. But a lot of the interventions that were put in early on, like March, April of 2020, I guess, um, may have contributed to a lot of those high death numbers, you know, the mm-hmm. way that they were using ventilators, the experimental medications that they were using. And we'll never know, um, especially in places like in America where most, uh, most states pass laws uh, preventing medical malpractice suits <coughs> against anybody who's treating a COVID patient. Yeah. So, yeah. like, there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. So the only reason I brought that whole, you know, thing up was I've changed my perspective on, you know, even Nazmo said it earlier, where, you know, X, Y, or Z is going to lead to, you know, this great catastrophe or collapse. The the way that I understand that and also the way that I like other people to understand it is this doesn't mean that the world ends, that it's going to be Mad Max next week, right? But it does mean that in pockets of different areas, there's there could be problematic mm-hmm. things happening. Um, so, shall we start? Let's start. <laughs> All right. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Bismillahi alladhi la yadurru ma asmi shayun fil ardi wa la fi samai wa huwa samiyul alim. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Safina Society podcast. Alright, so today what I want to talk about is I'm actually going to dive, de- dive into a concept and something that I wrote about a year or two back. And this is something that I wanted to kick off the episode with and then... I'm sure this will lead to further questions. So what I wanted to start with is that you can have a concept that all of your actions could be halal okay. in, in a specific matter that you're doing. Yep. But in the long term, those halal actions could cause more harm than benefit. That's possible, yeah. Right? In ways that you never intended. And the sharia is not concerned with only the fiqh of halal and haram. The Sharia is also concerned with the 
aims of the Sharia or what we know as maqasid. Right? So this might sound outrageous to people. Let me give a simple example. We all have a tendency to pick out problems or inconsistencies in one aspect of an activity, yet fail to understand the wider impact and consequences that the sum of those parts mm -hmm. have towards life and the world in general. Mm. Uh, now, this is often referred to as a philosophical term called the meta-narrative, right? The, the extra effects of, of things that happen. Mm -hmm. Or in simpler terms, the whole picture or the big picture. Let me explain. So let's assume that you have a young Muslim hijabi woman, okay? Ignore this controversial example. I know it might get riled, people riled up, but this is the best example I could come up with uh, in the short term. So you have, let's say you have a young Muslim hijabi woman. Uh, let's say her name is, actually let's not even give her a name because then people are going to get mad. Uh, let's, you have this hijabi woman and let's say she's an influencer on TikTok. Let's say she makes a reel one day and it gets her 15 million views. In that reel, she's talking about living alone in Soho, New York City, in an awesome studio apartment. She shows a day in the life of uh, you know, herself video as she goes to work for Meta, the, you know, Facebook. And she drinks kombucha on tap and interacts with her teammates. She does her own laundry and dishes and shows how she preps up an awesome dinner meal. Uh, we see her preparing a launch deck as a senior product manager. And then she closes out her day reading the Quran or attending a local halaqa. And, you know, she, you know, before she goes to bed, you know, she shows a little clip of her reading the hikam of Ibn Ata'illah and, you know, closing out her day with a nice, you know, wisdom. And then finally, at the end, she says, all of this was made possible because of my handy assistant, Todoist, a productivity app which lets me track Todoist, a productivity app which lets me track all of the busy things I need to do as an independent Muslim woman and a kick-ass product lead at Meta. Uh, has she done something impermissible? Let's assume that she's doing this because she has a destitute personal life. She has no father. She has no, uh, nobody able to take care of her. Let's say she has children. Let's say she's uh, in a situation from a fiqh perspective where she has no other way of getting money. And this is her only means of income. Mm -hmm. And let's say she's living alone so that she can provide for her family and that she has extenuating circumstances. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All of these extra things yeah. with regards to her personal situation and circumstances. Okay. So she made this video as a corporate effort to show things at Meta, and she got paid and sponsored by Todoist. So mostly, no harm, no foul. It's a cute video. You know, got 15 million views. It got her some money. So what's missed? And why did I bring this example up? Because the point is that the Sharia is not concerned with only the fiqh and the halal of the specific actions that she's doing. And this, is, this, is, this can be applied to other things too, right? Because when we look at something, it's about the bigger picture and the grand picture of all things that happen. It's not just about one specific incident. And so the, what we would say is, although her actions are halal, we wouldn't generally recommend for women to go live alone in the city with a studio apartment working as a product manager at Meta. Right? That's just not a general prescription that we as Muslims would give mm -hmm. right? because of all the fiqh reasoning behind it. My point being that all of your actions could be halal. That doesn't mean that the maqasid or the meta-narrative or the, 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 per, the point of the sharia is accomplished. 
And this is where I wanted to get into a discussion about a lot of liberal reforms that come in today, where we see that people will do certain things and they might in technicality be halal or try to make them technically halal, uh, but the grand picture, the maqasid, the mm-hmm. point of the sharia is not accomplished. So I Well, uh, the, the first theory. thing that we have to say is that, uh, let, give you an example of what you said. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, this saddad dharia is stopping anything that could lead to haram. There's also uh, opening the dharia too. But, and which is obligating something because it's needed for another matter. So one of the examples they give here is if you're a, uh, if, if you're a seller of a product next to another store that sells the same product and you want to be generous to people, right? Because you just don't need this, them, that much business. So you lower the prices for the sake of the customer. Okay. But you lower them in such a way that within a few years, within a few months even, that person of yours will be, uh, that competitor of yours or your, your neighbor will go out of business. So, is giving away products for free or at a good price halal? Yes. Is it in itself even rewardable? Yes. But what the scholars say is that it is with certainty, with certainty, that's the key here, with certainty, that you're putting someone else out of business. So you're not allowed to do that. So we actually have law on things that actually are good, but will lead to the direct harm of somebody else. So what I would challenge you back at is that that direct harm cannot be, it's got to be very concrete in order for us to make a, a statement about the initial action. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, to caveat that, that whole thing, it wasn't, I'm, I'm not actually discussing anything with regards to women mm. or women working. That's a completely different fiqh thing, not part of the scope of this discussion. Yeah. What I was talking about was simply what you explained, Dr. Shadi, which is yeah. the idea of, you know, the, the meta-narrative of your mm-hmm. actions uh, and the maqasid. Yep. And, and so that applies to a lot of different things we see today. For example, a lot of people supported, you know, liberal leftist ideas in, the, in, in this idea that, okay, certain things are halal, we're not doing anything wrong, right? We just want to do certain, we just want to take certain positions which ally us with ideas that can help the Muslim community. I'll tell you what right. would happen is that you will face the the, the the blowback of the bad thing the bad decision you made. But if you are sincere in doing that halal thing, you should have the tawfiq to, to make the turnaround too. Yes. yes. That's one we sep- we gotta separate those two things. So it will come back against you if it was wrong, if it was bad. Can we just go back to the thing which you said? So there is a excuse my ignorance of uh, business law in Islam. Mm-hmm. Is it haram to put your competitors out of business? Like that could be like <coughs> that is a it is sinful to harm your Muslim neighbor in business like this. Yeah, I don't even know if they restricted it to Muslims, but directly put them out of business. Yeah, directly. It's like half the point of business sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I, know. I, I can like give it's you considered harm in Sharia. That's can you buy him out? If 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 he's like put him to the point of failure, so he has to sell, and now you just buy him. <laughs> yeah, the, the J the J D Rockefeller way of doing things in our Sharia would have been sinful. He viewed it as an inefficiency, and he considered like inefficiency was so hateful to him, and he was a hardcore Calvinist, right? So, uh, so I think I'm just it was a Calvinist. Explore a little further here. Yeah. Suppose that 
let's concretize this a little bit. Suppose yeah. that your, uh, your your market is in uh, a place like Lebanon now that's suffering from serious economic Lebanon, yeah. inflation. Is, their, their, their economy is really hurt. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and although you're putting that one person out of business, <coughs> by putting him out of business and being the sole supplier of this uh, of this product, whatever it is that you're selling, maybe household goods that mm -hmm. you need, pots and pans, whatever, um, you're actually benefiting your entire town. Yeah. Because now they can come to you for this for this cheaper price and there's nobody that's gonna like the day say you're closed one day, this guy can't be like, Well, I'm the only show in town, so you have yeah. to buy it for me. So is there a consideration of like greater harm and benefit? I think there there would be. Because J. D. Rockefeller, although he did um do those things with other competitors, he <laughs> did it number one, almost like Islamic conquest, in that he'd set up a meeting with them. And he said, look at my books. I can lower my price for, 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 for a year and not suffer. You will be out. So I'm offering you right now the buyout from now sure. in which you'd be the manager of this division, not the owner anymore. right? Or we could actually go into war, a price war, and therefore you're going to lose anyway. And then maybe I hire you, maybe I don't. But in the meantime, he supplied... Um, kerosene to people and he brought power to people that energy in people's homes and he supplied far more jobs he's actually you know people talk, put him out there to be some kind of demon right some kind of like what do they used to call them back in the old days robber barons robber barons right in 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 high school in in uh, eighth grade we learned about the yeah. seventh grade the robber barons right you need people like this the whole world be, the whole country became so much more efficient than the rest of the world because of because of this guy, but just the methods that he did it were no good. Because in, in the in what what competition is meant to do is to bring benefit to the entire industry, right? To weed out inefficiency too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that long term, the com the consumers benefit as mm -hmm. much as the businesses do because prices are lower, product is more available, uh, quality controls are in. Uh, there's efficiencies in supply lines, so you don't have like. Yeah. A period where you're missing, you don't have products, and then that drives the prices yeah. up, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think if we if we're getting <coughs> that consideration, it sounds it sounds reasonable. There has to the guy who's put out has to be considered for, in my opinion. Mm. Interesting, right? Mm. That's that's where if 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 we're saying that if that's, you ruin his life, then yeah, you're, uh, clearly you're not acting in good faith. Yeah, you're not acting sense. in good faith. So uh, acting in good faith is pretty important, yeah. right? Because um, the efficiency part, I get it. And I think J.D. Rockwell did act in good faith. When you look at him, he didn't... Um, I didn't. I don't know all the cases. There are 29 cases in Ohio. He yeah. just cleaned up the whole state of Ohio first. Then he went out and did this yeah. uh, cross. But they got him... His case was about solely about Ohio. 29. Kerosene... Um, it wasn't the su su just the supplier. It was the... What did they do to it? The processing. The processing. Yeah. Right? The processing factories. Yeah. Right? And then the distribution. The mm -hmm. man was, to me, yeah. just a cold mathematical mind. But he did go to these people and said, listen, let me show you my books. This is the, sister, the reality that we're in. We as Muslims, right? In our books, in our history, what did the Ottomans do? What did the Sahaba do? They came in and said, look, look, look at the army, right? Eslim, enter, just enter into this domain, into this dar, of dar al-Islam, and everything's going to be fine. Meet us at the battlefield. You know the result's going to be, Right? So there's got to be a way to allow for uh, that kind of efficiency and growth, but you can't end up disenfranchising so many people. You're going to yeah. end up them hating you and then revolution. I guess so much of that comes down to 
how do people conceptualize harm, right? And so Muslims conceptualize it in a certain way. Yeah. And then there's the uh, non-Muslim concept- conceptualization of harm, yeah. which basically nowadays encompasses everything. Everything is a form of harm. Yep. Everything is a form of abuse or an infliction yeah. of some uh, wrong upon another person. So that, I think, would be uh, uh, good to, to clarify, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the Islamic definition of harm? When are you going too far? When are you surpassing the bounds yep. and how does that compare to like this this wishy-washy definition of harm that we have now yeah i'm glad you make the distinction between the muslim definition of harm and the non-muslim though really the latter applies to a lot of uh non-muslim a lot of muslims today yeah. especially the ones who consider themselves like progressive allies yeah everything is a harm mm-hmm. uh everything words are violence yeah uh, explicitly stating the Sharia positions on things is endangering lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really ridiculous. At, the, at some point, where are you a Muslim? And what are you a Muslim? What are you submitting to? Because if Islam is submission, what are you submitting to? Right? If you're submitting to all the moral dictates and all the standards and measures, moral standards and measures established in a secular worldview. So where's your actual submission? Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> that's what I wanted to... I wanted to bring an example that's a little bit more like less controversial, let's say. Sure. So let's Where say you're was controversial a, about that. Not controversial, but it generated <laughs> mixed responses. <laughs> let's just say that. Wait, who would generate a mixed response? Who would have a, Who would disagree with what me and Alex just said? No, no. no I mean the an example where there's going to be a lot of. Oh, people. that. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, after this broad, after this podcast airs, there's going to be a lot of people who go. What's wrong with her What's being uh, yeah. uh, right, successful? Right. Well, he yeah, uh, but actually, and he also gave the so caveats. You, too. He you, said, you, you want the you want the awesome. inverse example? What's inverse? The inverse example from the men's side, which I disagree with, is misyad, is misyad marriage, right? Is, yeah, uh, okay. where you have uh, a if if you really want the inverse that's, example, that's, that's and, example and yeah. people want to hear yeah. oh you know uh, about maqasid you didn't talk about Repeat the men. It then. you didn't Say talk it. about the Give men it. okay here's the here's the inverse okay you have the misyad marriage which is a person uh, marries with the condition that certain uh, uh, parts it's the, of the it's contract the understanding that he's a husband on the go yeah. yeah when he's doing business in DC he's a husband yeah when she he's waves not her right to provision yeah, exactly. yeah you waive your right to provision and now somebody might say well. What's wrong with this? You know, it's in the fit. Not even always provision. Sometimes you still provide for her, but she waves the right to be with you every every to have an equal amount of time with you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. So, so now someone may argue that. Well, what's wrong with this? It's in the fiqh, it's halal. Mm-hmm. Of course yes. it's halal. I'm not yeah. saying that's not halal. But just because something is halal does not mean that if you do this in mass and promote this as a philosophy and as a concept, that, yeah. it, that it's not going to lead right. to societal harm. If yeah. everybody's doing misyad marriage, then you're not going to have real marriage. Yeah. In, the, instead of saying, hey, you know, you want, if you want men with more women, we have that concept in Islam, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can marry multiple right. women. And, uh, but, you know, you go around saying misyad marriage, then, well, then. And then this is what I was going to point to. Like, let's say advertising your business. This is halal, right? Yeah. So, okay, you're in a Muslim country and all the divorce lawyers are using all the best means of advertisement to, like, make massive advertisements all across the country to make divorce easier. Divorce is completely halal. Yeah. Right? But as a society, do you want to promote a certain uh, worldview in which, you know, people like marriage is not and family is not prioritized or something else is prioritized? Because even in Islam, we have this consideration of um, like imitating fusak, right? Yeah. That, for example, um, I think the Ghazalian opinion on music is like if the music imitates uh, the music of 
فساق then it's haram right I don't know about the quote exactly but but I know like in general music is haram but the Ghazalian opinion so there there's an there's a consideration there for what you're promoting you know that's not directly linked to you know what you're doing yeah right so uh yeah so if you if you can if something like that can be directly shown yeah. actually proven objectively that it's leading to harm other than that you really can't make you could just so, say it's discouraged That's doc it. are you saying from a a ruling perspective yeah. right to to say whether this action in and of itself given its ends is permissible or not permissible yeah. but can we say certain things are suboptimal right without saying that it's easy there's to a say ruling, stuff is makru. yeah it's there's easy a, there's a yeah. ruling on it that this is haram but like if everyone did this on mass we would have suboptimal outcomes yeah. in society therefore we would recommend to not do this or that the norm not be this i think that's that's a safer route it's easier to just say uh as malik used to say i don't like it yeah, right because if we don't have a direct way to make right. something haram we could that's where i think in modern language the word ethics comes in <clears throat> where ethics is not exactly in lawful and unlawful always mm-hmm. it's it's like judgment calls right? right and it's like estimated trajectories it's not morality yeah it's not morality it's like estimated trajectory the trajectory here is looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be pretty bad so mm-hmm. that you'd put it as something that's like Suboptimal. So then let's go back. Let's go back to that from from the definition of harm, right? Because Saad asked earlier, you know, what, what is harm and what does that mean? Because according to the modernist, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, many times now, harm is just you know, I. It can mean a number of things. Whereas when we think of things in fiqh, uh, it, there's a specific definition of what harm is in a specific circumstance for a specific person in a specific mm-hmm. context. Yeah. Right. And and all of those things mean. Something, right? Uh, so can you help us understand that? And harm directly and good good and harm are defined by the sharia. Right. Because you, if, you, if you don't have those tracks, it's out of control, which, which is what it is now, out of control. Benefit is out of control. Whatever I want is benefit. Harm is out of control. Whatever you say that I don't like is now harm because I have political clout. So I'm going to label your words as violence, right? It's out of control right now. Well, that, that's why people now claim things like, uh, you know, what's what's your problem with what I'm doing? It's not harming you. It's not harming anybody. Love yeah. is love. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing our thing. It's not harming anybody. The following statement uh, does not reflect the, the views necessarily <laughs> of the podcast, Dr. Shadi, the other members of the podcast today, or society in general. <laughs> However... You know, what we're discussing here really is that we have a completely, completely feminine perspective on what's good and bad and harmful and not harmful and beneficial. Mm-hmm. We've gone completely away from reality and uh, logic and moved <coughs> into the realm of emotion and mm-hmm. not thinking long term and seeing that this, this whole protective uh, maternalistic Maternal. thing that we have over grown adults. Yeah. Called, you called him by the wrong pronoun. You're harming him. Mm-hmm. Like no man in history has ever been yeah. like somebody said. Somebody called me by a name that's not actually my name, and they did it sincerely by mistake. They thought I was Michael. It turns out that I'm James, right? Yeah. No or you actually are. Like, oh my God, you hurt me. Yeah. Or you actually were born Michael. Yeah. You've known for thirty years as Michael. <laughs> the last six months, you became Michelle. 
And I didn't know that. No, no. Right? I mean, that we have an exact on example. Alternating days with yeah. different names. It's like me calling well, Alex Ilyas, and then he's like, wait, wait, wait. I, you know, I changed. Yeah. You well, know, why are you calling l- me by the wrong Listen to this. I was thinking now, the right? other day, the, soci- the sign of the maternalism of society is that everyone's apologizing. Mm. It's like a kindergarten class, right? I'm sorry. In ki- I'm sorry. When you're kids, right? <laughs> when, the mo- when let's say there's mom and, like, uh, and, and a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. How many times is somebody apologizing in that gathering, right? A lot. A lot. Well, Every time, oh, he took my toy. Go apologize, right? right. He, oh, he did this. Come say you're sorry, right? It's, it's a constant nonstop. Maybe it's good in one sense, but it's excessive. Now in society, adults, you, you say something wrong in a speech, yeah. you get up and you apologize. And it actually cheapens sincere apology. That's what it is. It it's, cheapens and, it. And, and in any household, when... Go and apologize is repeated like more than once a week. It means, it means nothing. nothing. It means right? nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Whatever. So wait, are you satisfied with yeah. that? Let's say you're a parent, right? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. That's what satisfies you. Right. That little word apolo- satisfies you. I mean, this even in like, a flippant attitude, whatever, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, good job, son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like that a, fantastic meme. of it's a, it's, They show a group of girls and a group of guys. Yeah. And it says, uh, girls hanging out. <laughs> Fake compliment yeah. followed right, by right. another fake compliment. Yeah, yeah. And the guys are fake insult followed by another fake yeah, compliment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, not to get too much into the gender thing, but dudes are often uh, more inclined to become friends after some, some insulting, yeah. some fighting, yeah. right? Then it's like they test each other's metal. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I, I know you, yeah. you have a certain level of uh, resilience. You're mm-hmm. not like a pushover. Okay, yeah. you know, I can hang with you. Yeah. So... That's very true in uh, of men specifically. And not to get too galaxy brained about it, but this is the result of you know teachers are mostly women, so they're socializing the kids more mm-hmm. time than the parents are nowadays. So they're raising this entire generation of feminized girls and boys, and and they're up, they're imparting their own uh, morality and ethical worldview, which is this yeah. like soft and caring, and yeah. everybody you can't let boys fight. Kids right. get suspended now for throwing one punch. And it's also uh, a result of like sexual revolution, hippie movement, yeah. and marriage at out of wedlock, and a whole <laughs> bunch of generations grew grew up with no dad in the house, right? Yeah. And you know where the, the, these days when they're t- talking about how the Muslims are standing up to the opt out thing, right? But Islam would have stood up. At to Elvis, yeah. right? Like, like hundred years ago, exactly. far down the street, we would have stopped it there. If there yeah. was a Muslim population here, right? That our households would have stopped at that, right? But you guys let this thing go for almost a century now. Like, say, yeah, he was radicalized by coming to America exactly jazz. Right? Like, what the hell is going exactly. on? Exactly. But the but the liberalism in its inherent nature is like it allows for freedom of expression. It allows for like. You know, expressing what, what's inside of you. The it's the will of the people, though. Yeah, so, the will, the of, the will of the people yeah. allows it, though. So, 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 <coughs> what, like, what, where does where does stuff start and stop? Right. Yeah. Uh, it really starts and stops. It catches social trends because it accept it's accepted by people, mm-hmm. right? And when you have a whole bunch of households that do not accept something, yeah, right, and that number becomes a critical mass, mm-hmm. it stalls that thing. Yeah. I mean this. 
uh, feminized way of looking at things yeah. has permeated so far yeah. that even, you know, we're having this podcast. I gave yeah. one example and I was like, oh man, I need to give this other example of men. Otherwise there's going to be all these people who are like, oh, yeah. you only talked about the women. By the way, a bunch of dudes would have been saying, of course yeah. they would have, of course they would have. Right. And we recognize this, like th this is the problem with people now, you know, a lot of modern people, they're unable to take a specific concept yeah. and, realize that this doesn't need to be a personal thing. They just apply it very generally. By the way, this is a very feminine thing to do in general. Where you hear something, it's like, oh, you know, uh, X is bad. It's like, well, you know, my husband isn't like that. It's like, we're not talking about Exceptions, right? right? The exceptions, we're not talking yeah. about your husband or your brother mm -hmm. or, you know, your mom. Like, we're making a general yeah, point general about statement. general things. See, the thing is, we can simulate those uh, logical battles, right? In yeah. in our conversation, but when when you bring uh, in the realm of emotion, it's not like that because things are taken personally. Now I do want to stand up for the women here a little bit, uh, and I want to say liberalism was invented by men, right? Mm -hmm. That Rousseau and all these other people. He that was a fascist. That's why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. He was. Well, he and was all he wa he wanted to actually bring a principle. To ju justify his fist. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm not retroactively. This is the guy That's who true. had all the kids out of wedlock. Yeah, right? yeah of course. And he was an atheist, right? Yeah, he okay. wrote, by the way, his book on how to raise children yeah. was like the standard book on. And he like, had never raised kids. He All his five kids were given up for adoption. Voltaire was his <laughs> yeah. teacher, right? His yeah. His elder yeah, yeah. who like dismissed him and you're a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly. And, and okay. the thing is, uh, so I was reading Rousseau's Confessions and amazing writing, right? Like I was so into it. Yeah. And then I looked up his Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, you know, he. He abandoned all his kids. He's I'm like, what the? Yeah. Why the heck am I yeah. reading this? But anyway, liberal. Uh, this is uh, you know in the book uh, the failure of Liber why liberalism failed. This is one thing he mentions that the the destruction of liberalism is within its own philosophy, mm -hmm. right? So the early liberals they tried to keep this boundary of what you're saying that oh, okay you can express yourself, but gays no that's not right yeah. because we have Christian values. Yeah. But who's making that boundary? Yeah. Right. It's just an arbitrary boundary mm -hmm. that even if you're a conservative or you're a liberal, you have no moral justification to, to stop that boundary. Rules. Exactly. I mean, so he said that himself. Uh, the uh, why liberalism failed. Yeah. OK. And Barack uh, Obama, uh, he recommended that book, by the way. And, and here's the thing is when I when I read uh, in college, these guys, I'm thinking to myself, oh, sophisticated you know, Europeans with outfits and stuff. <laughs> the guy is just like one of these completely failed humans yeah he is a terrible human and his own sheikh voltaire right like dismissed him, yeah right and he's got him. no chain yeah his chain is, <laughs> his chain his, is his broken, chain is broken. <laughs> also yeah. if since we're on the subject you said men invented it but these european kaffirs invented it right? yeah and my family comes from europe so i'm not it's just not a racial thing right yeah. i'm not mm. i'm not i'm not one of these like liberal muslims that's like oh my god white supremacy. oh my god yeah Dead white males. That's not how I feel at all. But the truth is that that's a completely different culture to the cultures that we espouse, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. Like, people sometimes wonder why Muslims have fallen behind in, uh, say, arts, whether it's music, which there's Sharia reasons for that, or just visual arts or any kind of artistic production. And it's because art for the last 150, 200 years has been based on shamelessness. Nudity. Mm -hmm. Shamelessness. How are you going to yeah. compete? And it... You're talking about a guilt culture, which goes off and does whatever they want, mm. and then feels bad about it, mm -hmm. and gets suicidal and depressed, mm -hmm. etc. And then they turn to drugs and alcohol to cope with 
their shame with their guilt and yeah. how they feel. Versus shame cultures where you just don't do that publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, in and when when the current music filmmaking are all of it is based on shameless behavior. Of course, the Muslims can't do it. Same thing with with. Uh, philosophical theories but these are shameless people so they come up with shameless i think the the western culture in general it's like a bunch of buffalo heading off a cliff yeah and someone said why aren't we in the lead right you don't want to be part of this pack (laughs) at all whether you're at the front or the back it's all going off the cliff and it's it's it's, it is off the cliff it's just a bus a train has come off the tracks and it's fallen off a cliff just so slowly In real time, hap- life happens so slowly, you don't realize it's coming off. Exactly. But it is already off the cliff. Yeah, but yeah. Alex was talking about uh, shamelessness and not yeah. having boundaries. But even that, even they have red lines, right? Even even sure. even the, the most liberal movements have their red lines. They yeah. have stuff that you can't talk about. They have stuff that you can't express. Uh, you know, we don't have to say the, what topics that you, you can't talk about. But, you know, look at what some of the stuff that Kanye West said. Right, you, like, he's done. He's for. done for. Right, so <laughs> they have their lines. So I don't understand how they can be shocked that Muslims or people that are more conservative than them have, have their, their own lines. It's just different. It's just lines. different lines, and your yeah. lines are arbitrary. Ours is based on some divine guidance. Yeah. So no, they're not arbitrary. They're based on heinous Funding? acts that they committed that they feel guilty of. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> so no other people who are not guilty of these things exactly. can't discuss it. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't talk about like Muslim slavery, you can't talk about how slavery is different in Islam because Western cultures did a really shameful version of slavery. Yeah. A really, a yeah. really ter- heinous and horrendous version of slavery. Yeah. So now all slavery is off the t- you can't talk about it at all. At all. Yeah. Same thing with uh the subject that Kanye West is banned for speaking about redacted right. uh <laughs> Power structures. Yep. Yeah, they went all out, and so yep. now yes, nobody's exactly. now nobody's allowed to talk about the yep. reality of it. Yeah, so because when they when they handled it, they handled it so excessively, mm-hmm. right? When some of their cousins and brethren did it, they handled it so excessively that now nobody can touch them at all. Which, That's it's. They're always going from one extreme. How about the? They wouldn't have done if they were from a shame culture. <coughs> you had to do that stuff publicly, and they weren't yeah. ashamed of themselves. Yeah. How about uh, uh, Victorian? The Victorian ethic of things in terms of sexuality was so uptight, yeah. right? They viewed Muslims as licentious, of course. Right. Yeah. And then when it comes now, the the power strength swings. Now the West, the the American culture is like has n- no sense of formality, no limits on sexuality. It's like uh, on one hand, you're so stuffed up in England. Yeah. Swing a hundred years later, and the president's jogging in, in it's shorts. It's like a perfect and stuff. example that they literally can't follow Sirat al Muslim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's they got to swing right past it. Every exactly. Time. They swing right past they it. Miss it yeah. every time. But they like, swing the right past it. Yeah. Like, you know how Muslims sometimes will be like, Islam gave rights to women yeah. fourteen hundred years before, and the European did. And they go, yeah, but not as much rights as we're giving them now. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys were so extreme on one side. Mm-hmm. Like up until like a hundred years ago. If a man died yeah. and he only had daughters, he had to find like a distant male cousin to leave his entire estate to and leave his daughters destitute. Where yeah. Islam built something into there. Yeah. Now they go, oh yeah, but now we have equal distribution between sons and daughters and you guys don't. Right, we're still right. Yeah. Yeah. We were right back then, we're yeah. right now. Like, and, just because you can't get it because you're swinging on this wild yeah, pendulum yeah. left you and right. You overshoot it every time. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when we have madhahib uh, within Islam, right? Groups inside of in, in Islam that were so uptight and so strict, right, that when they let loose, 
you see them swinging right by Sirat al-Mustaqim again. Yeah. Yeah. You see them right, swinging right by it, right? Uh, whether it's use of mantiq, whether it's um, going outside of your group of shiuch, right? It seems like uh, they they went from one side, they swing all the way to a, another wacky side, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there like, hold on, this is really what you're looking for. The, this, the Ahlis Sunnah, the, the old-fashioned Ahlis Sunnah that's, that's been around for hundreds of years, that has room for mantiq and has madahib, but flexibility within them, and you swung right by that. The perfect example of swinging right past, you know, Islamic values and going to a completely different uh, pers- uh, position is, you know, alhamdulillah that we didn't record for the past, you know, two, two and a half, almost yeah. three years because we missed this whole like red pill, you know, movement, which, you know, there's points of the red pill. I don't want to get into all of that, but you'll see a lot of the critics of islam from within red pill are folks that like you know they're like oh you know we have no problem with gender we understand there's two genders and there's differences all that stuff we have no problem with the islamic things on gender you know women should be submissive etc 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 all the all those things they're, they're cool with all that but then they're not cool with arbitrary lines like oh you know what is the what was the age of sayyida aisha radiallahu anha what was you know how come you're only allowed four why can't you have constant you know uh uh uh, indulgence in your sexual mores. Why can't you have things like mis- this? Is where like things like misyata marriage comes, where you just swing right back, mm-hmm. you know, outside of what you know uh, Islamic you know, norms would be to a completely different. My, my worry about those all those guys, even when they come into Islam, is are you coming in because you see a social function for Islam only? So they're the opposite of like the spiritual hippies, right? Who came in just for the spirituality. It seems like they never bring up any philosophical doctrine, theology, spiritual. They never bring any of that stuff up. So when they come and enter into Islam, I'm just watching it from the, the side there like, where is this going? Is this real iman, billah, and iman and submission? Like, for example, why are people saying Andrew Tate's now a perennialist? Oh, that's why are they saying because that? of his last interview, I think. Which he- was what? I didn't listen to the whole thing. But All religions some, are uh, good. No, I heard some <coughs> clip where he just uh, said something about uh, the that his position was that if he has gay friends or lesbian friends, he wouldn't really have an issue. He's like, I don't think you know uh, Muslims in Muslim countries would really have an issue if people were gay. I'm, I don't want to quote his but words. That has I don't know exactly. Do I don't Akita, know. Though. I don't know what exactly like he said. But yeah. then he also said that you know I'm okay with you know there's many different paths to God and you know you know I'm okay with other paths to God. Something okay, to I, that extent. might be. I'm okay as in I'm an MMA fighter. I'm not going to go yeah. fight them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay I with their existence, right? I, one, I don't want to. That's not I, explicit I, enough. Yeah, right? One, I don't want to misquote someone accidentally saying you know yeah. a, a kufri statement. So I, I'm not going to exactly say that's what he said. I don't know what his intentions were. Also, I mean. Look, I have to have some level of if I'm giving Husna Dhan to you know people who are doing all sorts of things and you know yeah. I'll give him Husna Dhan. He's a new convert. He's less been in jail for, for ninety, like, less, yeah. than yeah. less than a year. Yeah, he was in jail for like <laughs> and there's a, three months. Jail for half a bit. Jail Romania. for half a bit. He's about it's to not like he was. In, it's not. By the way, it's not like he was in jail in upstate New York. Yeah. yeah, with a lot of Muslims. He was no. in jail in Romania, and uh, he's on the world stage. Yeah, and. Being bombarded left and right with questions about yeah. this stuff, of course he's going to say. Something. While you, while this is an interesting question, right? Sorry, yeah. uh, go ahead. But the the question of the the way that somebody enters into Islam, right? The vehicle, because there's always different reasons that people convert, right? Th- different things that draw them into Islam initially. Is that uh, is that something 
that you know we can say like okay we're suspicious of right like because you came in this way no i don't think so we can't right like it's your it's your continuation right it. so it's like okay you're in now yeah. gradually as yeah. you take on come in more, however you come more in. of this stuff then you know because the the uh, man ibn Mad'un, the companion said that he entered islam purely out of embarrassment that the prophet kept asking right. him right. right he didn't believe yet in islam in one of the salahs, they're standing not even believing in it. And he heard the famous verse, in He said, oh, this is covered. He thought about it. It covered everything. Every subject was covered in this, right? And he said, this has to be the truth. So he said, he, his, he, a man entered his heart in the middle of salah. I mean, there, right. there's a number of Sahabi like this where, I mean, yeah, Abu, there was, Sufyan, Abu Sufyan himself. Abu, Allah, right? Abu Sufyan himself took a washahad and only really later on did he truly believe. Here's another <laughs> one. Um, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were on one of the battles, I think it was Bani Mustadiq or something, they were on the way back and the Prophet's camel like ran away, right? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, it saw the, the death, the soul being taken of a very powerful man in Medina. A very powerful man died in Medina. And he was a kafir, right? A, a Jewish man. And so the, they, they started looking for the camel. Now, a, a munafiq from the Muslims said, hold on a second. He's telling you that a munafiq, a, a Jew died in Medina, but he can't find his camel, right? So then Jibreel came and said, this man said, such and such, your camel is right there. So then the Prophet said, uh, went out and he said, I only know what Allah tells me, right? Mm -hmm. If Allah chooses to tell me one thing and not mm -hmm. the other thing, I'm not going to know it, right? So then he said, the, uh, the camel's right there. And he said it in front of that man, and the man at that time, his heart changed. So he was a munafiq, and he entered Islam. So really, what we do have a concept of just let people enter Islam as is. Mm -hmm. There was another great story, not as is, but just enter Islam, and yeah. your practice we'll of it. We'll figure out the last. Yeah. One, one group said, I'll enter Islam, but I'm not praying. The Prophet said, fine. And and, oh. he's, and then when he started to pray, he, he did it. Uh, he prayed like once or twice, then he became a five-time regular prayer. There was another case where, who was it? SubhanAllah. Uh, it was Omar ibn, Ab Omar ibn Abdullah. He was an East African scholar who lived a little bit in, in, in England. And a man came to him and he said, I, I'm a, I, I love Islam, I want to be Muslim, but there are certain things I can't do. Right, and the way the sheikh said it was so funny. He said, um, "I can't stop drinking." Right, so he says, "Come to Islam and bring your bottle." <laughs> he said, "You'll find a lot of company. A lot of Muslims drink." Right, oh. and he said, "Okay." It is England. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, "I cannot fast." Right, he said, "Don't fast." Right, and you'll find a lot of Muslims eating too. Right, he kept saying these things, and the sheikh just kept. Like uh, going with him, like pushing him even further, right? Uh, uh, and then he entered Islam. Within two, three years, the guy had straightened everything out. Mm. It's like you know that once you taste the iman and have some iman, you're gonna straighten out. Not to push this topic too much further, but yeah. how did you all enter Islam? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's just that's your really parents true. Yeah, that's right? true, right? Yeah. And so we don't hold there that against exactly. the majority of Muslims in the world. Yeah, absolutely. People could be like, no well, conscious. You're Muslim yeah. as your parents. Yeah. 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 So what? Mm -hmm. Still exactly. Muslim. Yeah. yeah I at mean, some point, you got it. You got it together. Not everybody that's born to Muslim family gets it together. But at some yeah. point, 
You guys all did. You know that logic too is that when some people say, "Well, you're just Muslim because it's not because it's true because you were born into it," but let's just say, okay, fine. Wouldn't there have to be a true idea in the world, right? right. Okay. Now someone's going to come upon that true idea. In that case, all his lineage, yeah. right? Well, if it's it's bound to happen that some people will simply be born in the truth, yeah. some will be born in falsehood. It's just a genetic fallacy. Like it doesn't matter how you obtain the idea. Yeah. The idea is either true or false. Yeah, exactly. Scenario, right. The yeah. thing is, the other thing so. is converts. Yeah. And the mass number of converts and the dedication of converts. <coughs> yeah. Is the uh, continuous <coughs> proof that the people born into it are also upon the right? Mm-hmm. Because no other religion gets no other religion gets this number of converts. Yeah. Who are this com- dispassionate and who stick with it, and it happens generation after generation. It's been happening since the beginning of Islam, mm-hmm. right? And this just doesn't happen unless it's actually true. About the actual truth. And converts are always like a spark for born Muslims. Yeah, it's not like Hinduism yeah. where mm-hmm. you're just born to it. And yeah, there's no conversion. But, but I would say some. Sorry, I keep touching. Them. But I would say some Muslims they focus a little too much on the number of converts. Like I see some da'is and things like that. Like they always just want to play up. Oh, you know, this guy converted, this guy converted. As if to show that, look, people are converting. That makes my religion true. And they take all their value from that. Mm. Because you could have a situation where people are leaving Islam en masse. I mean, does that make Islam false? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you will have situations in the future. Well, I mean, it's already happening that faith is not taken very valuable. Right? Quote, unquote, smart people. Yeah are not faithful they're not you know you have physicists or whatever they, they don't believe in god yeah. that bears absolutely no you know damage to a true faith yeah because a true faith it's based on its merits it's based on its arguments mm-hmm. uh, things yeah, like there's that. so I guess many those guys things. always look at the net outflow and inflow mm-hmm. right is right. the outflow always less than the inflow i would argue yes yeah. it is it's always less than the the yeah. inflow yeah. The and black. so i don't even think it's it's that uh bad to use the mass conversion and the amount of Muslims as a proof for its truth, right? Yeah. That is actually a very strong case for like, we got numbers, right? And right. that is proof of something. Look, if Because you, if you've got some like crazy idea and you've got no followers, then what, what's the that, point? That's a that's yeah. a demerit on your idea. Bro, if, right? I, if, if, you, if you go to an executive and say, listen, we tried out five products. Yeah. One of them is selling. Like, yeah. obviously something good about the products, right? right? Also, you know, I'm skeptical of the, you know, Ridda numbers, so to speak, of people mm-hmm. leaving Islam. Because... A lot of these polls and surveys, one, they're super biased. Two, they're all, it's a lot of cooked up data, just like the, you know, uh, never mind. <laughs> oh, here we go back to COVID. Here we go. Mental health, right? It, it wasn't yeah. COVID, yeah. but I was going to do the mental health, but that's cooked up too. But like, uh, you have a lot of cooked up data. And, yeah. and so, and you have also on top of the cooked up data, you have, People who might not even necessarily be Muslim leaving the deen that count as leaving the deen, like Qadian is leaving the deen. You never, you never were Muslim. We're never you, you were like you were never Muslim. You yeah. leaving doesn't count, yeah. right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Like you, you, like if you want to become Muslim as a Qadiani, like you need to take yeah. the shahada. You're yeah. You never more Muslim. Also exclude like, forget it. <laughs> what are you gonna say? And so, actually, you know, I, I want to take a slight divergence here, based on the amount of outright kufr that people just say mm-hmm. in public back in the day you know if somebody said some kufr it was forgotten about now it's clipped screenshotted videos people say it on you know yep. youtube and they got all this stuff 
how can a normal layperson Muslim like myself know that another person is Muslim? Just because, do I assume they're Muslim just because they have a Muslim name or because they're wearing hijab? Because there's a lot of people who are saying kufr who wear, who have Muslim names, who wear hijab, who, you know, are, you know. The, the latest judge that that became confirmed. Yeah. Half the stuff that she fights for is against the, uh, mm-hmm. the Quran. And right? so. What's, if, her, what's her name? The latest judge that judge got confirmed? Federal judge? Yeah, yeah. Federal judge. Federal, federal judge. judge, right? Yeah. Supposedly some big deal, yeah. right? But why would we be happy of it, about it? Just for identity, she's Bengali. Representation, okay. identity. Bengali. Yeah. So, representation counts, man. Yeah. yeah, very important. Yeah, so I mean, that's like, the representation you're getting. You're getting the wrong representation. Th- there's a famous, for example, uh, Harvard professor on on Twitter. Yeah, you know, he is an Ismaili. He believes in Aga Khan, right? But th- Am I supposed to consider him a Muslim because he Dude, says if, if he's you're on Muslim, Twitter these days, you would not know. Yeah, absolutely, you got names Twitter. with uh, Khalil. Mm-hmm. You got knee names. All these Islamic mm-hmm. names, right? These Muslim names. What they're saying is like completely off the wall, right? right? How, how do I even know they're real people? I've only seen them online. <laughs> That's another thing too. <laughs> you know, That's another it thing could too. Could be just some deep uh, fake. profile. Yeah. I've never seen this person in That's real true life. Too. That will only yeah. increase. It's it's going to increase, right? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of imposters, a lot of fake personas, and not even fake, just purely a bot. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a a mushid with like 150,000 (laughs) reads. Yep. And it's going to turn out to be just 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 Chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's It's like it's like that V shredded guy. You guys know that guy? Who? The the V shredded. He does. That guy is on every YouTube. Oh, the fitness guy. So it turns out that guy is actually a model. And it's not even his channel. And it, that whole channel and whole product is run by these like six fat dudes that created an ad. No company. problem. Yeah, for sure. So but it has nothing to, to do with fitness. <laughs> Listen for for, for that for those, all those fitness guys. You don't sell me fitness when you're like 23. You've never gotten fat and lost the weight, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's well, I mean, there. <laughs> it's like it's like selling you it's like selling you a, a program to like expand your your wealth. Yeah, you were born to a billionaire. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and he shows pictures of himself with the intermittent fasting and other yeah. guys, and they're eating like a cheeseburger, yeah. fries, and a coke and, and ice pizza. cream. Yeah. And pizza in front of the TV, and he's like, "Look, it's eleven o'clock. This is what I'm eating, right? <laughs> and this is how I look." <laughs> but you're also 24 years old. Yeah, yeah. I could have eaten that stuff every, all day, every day, and what? I wouldn't have gained an ounce of fat. What's so funny is he went on another <laughs> podcast. He went on another podcast. He literally said, "Look, none of this stuff is real. I just get paid to like say this stuff." What? Yes. That's isn't that against his contract? No, no. I mean, it's here just, I am thinking I mean, that he's actually a really good businessman. Yeah, uh, no, the guy is an actor. The, the business people are the people that You're pay kidding him. me. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not but, even but, like a thing. But what about the video? He's just the face. Are they, just the are face. they actors when they bring in a guy who was overweight and then lost the weight on Zoom? And how are you? And you followed my program? What I have no it? idea. I don't know. I mean, it's just so shady. Like that V shredder. He's on every single, like he's broken the YouTube algorithm. But for example, even no at this that point, that wouldn't be oh, so okay. far fetched to do anymore. Yeah. You could get somebody who's, you know, obese and you can just use AI to generate a body for them that's fit and you can be like look our program works yeah you know what i don't understand about youtube and 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 these marketing schemes when they link you to the video or whatever and it's like it doesn't end do you ever come come upon one of these videos Mm -hmm. it's like pretty interesting what they're saying so you click on it 
but she keeps going the, the and going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you keep talking yeah. and talking and talking. Mm, yep. And it's like, it, I feel like I'm watching like a, <coughs> a, a, a sh- one of these shows with a hook. Every 20 seconds, yeah. she yeah. says something really yeah. interesting, but never answers the question, and, right? Yep. And it's a constant yeah. hook. And I'm like, 20 minutes just passed. I didn't get it's anything out of it. the equivalent yeah. of like a Twitter feed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how those videos get popular because yeah. YouTube has a like watch time yeah. uh, stat for a video. So the more eyes are on the on the whole video, the more yeah. popular that video is going to be. So yeah. the, the more that they can hook you, the more popular the video is going to be. Mm. Which is why like there's this mass like um, if you look at YouTube, the most popular videos are like short, crazy clips. The reels. Right? Yeah, the, exactly, the reels. And even, you know, people in the red pill space and the manosphere space, like, some of the guys there might not actually have something controversial to say. But they'll make, like, j- just like a certain individual that I won't name, they will create the, the craziest headlines, yeah. right? With the craziest picture, just to play the algorithm, yeah. right? And uh, in my opinion, like, that's, that's not ethical at all. Well, it, it it's it's okay if it, no one's getting hurt by it, right? I, uh, but if I, someone's getting hurt by it, there's a problem. Yeah. If I if I opened up my phone right now and I showed you my screen time usage, there'll probably be a lot of screen time. But then if you look at what apps it, it's like ninety percent Sudoku. I I don't I don't go on YouTube anymore. I, He's I, been off. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I don't do TikTok videos. I yeah, I barely I, post on Twitter. I. I, uh, I got I'm the trying to I'm trying to avoid detox. it without having to like lock my phone in somewhere. Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. not discipline. That's just you know. yeah. Oh, you did it, huh? So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm holding up two phones here. So I, I did the Doctor Shady method yeah. of two phones. It's I've done it for now almost a month, and it's been alhamdulillah. It's pretty successful. Yeah. Um, so if you're wondering what the two phone method is, so Doctor Shady actually, you know, he has two phones. One is a flip phone, and one is a smartphone, yeah. and he's got all his apps on. One phone and, you know, just regular <laughs> stuff on the other phone. I, I, I did something slightly different. I have two smartphones because mm. I have all my work stuff on my regular phone. But I don't have WhatsApp, <coughs> YouTube. I, so I have YouTube. YouTube is not addicting for me. I have WhatsApp, all the regular stuff I need, Slack, uh, on one phone and on the other phone I have other things. So Alhamdulillah, it works. You know, I think just separating out the devices for me uh, is helpful. But anyways, I actually want to go back to that first question I asked. Which is what? How would someone know? given today's age, that someone is a Muslim, right? And, and let's, let us assume, actually, they're not deep fake, they're not fake, they're not a bot, they're human Can beings. Can we assume that? Look, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're even beyond the opposite, too. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal identifies as a Muslim. Yeah. Mike Tyson identifies as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Andrew Tate identifies as a Muslim. Yeah. Janet Jackson took her shadow and is a Muslim, okay? <clears throat> Ice Cube. Ice Cube. All the, so people don't even change their names when they come into Islam anymore, nor do they have to. So I, all those lines are blurred. Yeah. It's like the time of Quraysh. Everyone's yeah. got an Arab name, and everyone's a Muslim. Uh, some are Muslim, and some are Muslims, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And, so and, and you, so you like, just have to look at their content. And, and, and so it becomes really difficult, and especially you know after that post Hamza Yusuf era, Scotland Hamza Yusuf, uh, not yeah. not Sheikh Hamza Yusuf, uh, Yusuf, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. Uh, where you know Muhammad Hijab did the whole you know declaring takfir. Yeah. This whole, all the fiqh discussions that came out of that, right? I went into this whole rabbit hole of trying to find out, okay, what is the position for a layperson Muslim to say or know whether someone is a kafir? Is, can, can, can somebody say that Michael Knight is a Muslim? 
I, so, I, I, I wouldn't question saying he's a Kafir. I would question saying he's a Muslim. So that's the, that's a controversial statement. So I'd like How to. How about forget him? Forget him because he's a clown. What about uh, uh, the, uh, the the their 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 head priestess? What's her name? Uh, Dead beat. Wadud. 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 No, so, I'm not saying the question is not controversy if if she's a Kafir. Yeah. Is she Muslim? Like the balance is so far. That, it's so that, far that the <coughs> the wrong question is yeah. being asked. So you're gonna tell me that you could say stuff about a prophet like that and all the other stuff. Yeah. And then go on and say, well, no, we're not going to, we're going to hold our hands up. I would say, yeah. some people maybe could say stuff like that and it just be a mistake. And they, they don't know what they're, they're saying. completely Muslim. Yeah. <clears throat> but not someone who brags about having a PhD in Islam. Yeah, exactly. And is an Islamic teacher and has doubled down and said it again. Information, access to everything. Yep. And repeats it too. Could you commit sincere kufr? What do you mean? Sincerely? Like, like you, you sincerely believe that Isn't you're that Muslim, Christian, and Jew and Hindu. Yeah, every oh. kafir is a sincere kafir. No, no what yeah. I mean is like you sincerely believe you're Muslim, but what you're saying is kufr, but you don't yeah, think it's kufr. Right. That's that's a good example. Uh, so, I went down this rabbit hole of trying to find out. So eventually, uh, trying to find out if people are kafirs. Or not. No. So I wanted to know <laughs> at what point can a regular dude say, "Ah, it's a kafir." So, so I wanted to know, like, yeah. what are the rules of Ridda? And you guys are, uh, you know, actually yeah. you're Maliki. So I ended up asking, uh, you know, uh, Imam Ali here, uh, our Ali, yeah. and and he and we read the uh, proof from Khalid, right, from the Malik text. And so apparently, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, so the position of the Malikis is that given that a lay person is not a Qadi, yeah. right, they can't just go and say that X is a Kafir. Okay. Because there is a hukum that takes place when someone is declared as a Kafir. Okay. Right? So if I say X is a Kafir, that means that they have three days to repent. And after that three days, if the judge decides that what they said is actually ridda, then they would be executed. executed. All of the other things yeah. would happen. Quality control. Quality. All, all of the rules that yeah. that that follow ridda yeah. would take place. Your nikah is invalid, et cetera, et cetera. All the things. Now, That's so at least are your problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but this is okay. So, so the most you can say. Well, I understood it is that okay, X has said a kufri statement, but you can't say X is a kafir because what that means is you're declaring a legal hukum, right? You're okay. you're declaring uh, X to be to because you can't separate the two is how I understood it. I don't know if that's correct or not, okay. but you can't separate the two. You can't say that X is a kafir without <laughs> the other things happening, okay. right? Uh, so wow. how does that play into the modern world? One where we don't have Qadis, uh, you know, yeah. and, and the Sharia state around us. And two, is it impermissible that, okay, I don't need a Qadi for the hukum, but is it impermissible for me to say, hey, listen, that guy's saying that he worships Krishna. Is he a Kafir? <laughs> yeah. So, so two things. One, you have to consider also that if in the Maliki Madhab, you're on that edge of kufr for a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like we have to be careful for for the actual hukum shari, right? Because you saying like uh, comparing yourself to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, like somebody's making fun of you and being like, "Are oh, you just a shepherd?" And he goes, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi mm. wasallam was a shepherd and you say it sincerely and you love the prophet but you've just compared yourself to the prophet you brought him into your problem to like mm. compare yourself to him sallallahu alayhi wasallam if you don't repent from that you're getting executed yeah so wow. like of course you have to be careful in the Malik school the other thing is uh, basically what you're saying is uh, i know that somebody killed someone and i go that guy that guy killed that person mm-hmm. yeah. this is a statement of fact yeah. you got to prove say, it in court i can't yep. say he's guilty of uh, first degree un, uh, premeditated felony murder. Yeah, that's for a judge and jury. Right. Sure, that's, yeah. that's gonna th- and I can't put him in prison. I can execute him. Yeah, that's for a judge and jury. It's for the qadi, right? But I can know that that person actually killed that person. Maybe he has an excuse that I don't know about. Yeah, maybe he was defending his family. Maybe the guy did something harmful back in the day. Maybe he's uh, having an episode where he's not guilty by reason of insanity. There's all of these like. So it's totally fair game to say he uttered kufr. Mm. That's totally fair game because that's, that's a fact of what yeah. you said. I'm not ruling that you're guilty of felony one or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah that guy right? speaks. What uh, what, do, what do you talk. call? As Saad says, what do you call a person that utters in utterer of kofar? <laughs> what do you call an utterer of kofar? <laughs> so we're gonna go around. We so we figured the workaround. These people, are a bunch of utterers of kofar, <laughs> and the cow utter is the yeah. logo for these people from now on. This is where you have to apply a little bit of ur- urban English. These are UKs, like, man. Other is of kufri. Yo, yo, you sound mad kafri. Yeah. yeah. You sound mad kufri with that, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, and now in action, though, like, okay, you're an utterer of kufr. That's enough for us to, you're canceled for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, not married. I'm not praying you. behind you. Yeah. I'm not following you online. No. I'm not listening to anything you have to say. I'm warning against you. I'm against everything you say. If you mm-hmm. tell me the sky is blue, I'm still against you. Yeah. Right? So at the end of the but day, functionally, fine. It functionally, it's the same. So fine. It's yeah. everything but the... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Once we have a qadi, yeah. once we have a, 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 a Muslim land with a qadi, we're going to refer your case. Yeah. Uh, but for yeah. now, we just don't yeah. take you serious. We're on yeah. pending. For now, pending. We just, pending. for now, we just treat you like... Halal version of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't take. You so they're UKs. Basically. We don't take you seriously. UKs. Like, utters you can't of take. Utters of you can't take. I mean, yeah. dude, seriously. No. Yeah. Like whether she's a catheter or not, who cares? Yeah. yeah. She's not a person to be listened to. Yeah. I can't listen to her any more than I can listen to like a twelve-year-old kid online. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? Yeah. yeah. Twelve-year-olds are smart. <coughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, <laughs> the 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 difference between saying that X is a kafir versus yeah. saying X is an utterer of Kufr, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Is because one becomes an identity and one is just something you said. We just created an well, identity out of this, it. So, so this is a new you're identity. An, Listen, you're a runner. It's identitarian, yeah. But kafirun, that's literally what it means. Utterers of kufr. Utterers of kufr. You're an utterer of kufr. I didn't say you're a kafir. I said you're an utterer of kufr. <laughs> you're a UK. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the new term. Yeah. UK. <laughs> milk utter. <laughs> Get the milk utter. And that's the that's the meme, the code for these guys. That's the code. You're but, but functionally, it doesn't make a difference what yeah. I call you. Innovator, whatever. You guys said something so far (laughs) off, right? Yeah. You keep saying it. And you keep saying it, right? And you keep standing by it. And some people don't even say it. That is who they are now. That is their identity. Yeah. Right? And and they have a flag. They got all the things. Bro, (laughs) uh, I love the fact that time is passing and you get to see the results of these things. Now, let's take a look at two people. One who was worse than the other. And let's fast forward (laughs) 10 years or maybe seven years and look at their states now. Not that we're like the judge of people, but we're the judging your action. What has it led to? Number one, Wajahat Ali. Number two, <laughs> Majid Nawaz. Mm, right. The guy made Toba. Yeah. SubhanAllah. 
Oh wow! And yeah. he's like, he has he's a like sheikh now in Indonesia and Malaysia, yeah. whatever, right? He made Toba. That's mm-hmm. impressive, yeah. right? And you know, he's saying, "I'm a Hanafi, I'm a Qadiri, yeah. stuff like that." You know, the COVID stuff got him started. And yes, yes. <laughs> and then he—that's how he got on the. That's he, how he got. He put on. himself. He's also reclused himself a little bit. He's not like commenting a lot, brash, and yeah. and then the other guy, he's <clears throat> stuck with what he's stuck on, right? He stuck it out, right? And he's doing his thing as whatever you want to call that philosophy he's on. I mean, he's just con- he's, he's, he's just, just he's just called wrong. It's he's just just consistently yeah. wrong for yeah. ten years. You yeah. know, I don't know what you call that. That yeah. should be a prize, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, but uh, I think a, a lot of it has to do with the intention behind why you wanted to uh, practice Islam in the first place. Not, not that I'm accusing these people's intentions, but you see a big difference between people that. Uh, do Islamic activism to for representation purposes, and people that entered Islam because they've read the Quran, right? Mm. They found the Quran compelling. So there's a huge difference there because one of them is convinced by a worldview, mm-hmm. right? Which is the worldview of the Quran, and the other person, he just it's a minority rights thing. I'm really interested to see also the results are important for us. If you're planting a tree one way, and another person's planting a tree yeah. the opposite way. The only way to know what's right is the yeah, fruits. Out, yeah. So yeah. I'm interested in seeing the kids mm-hmm. of a lot of people. Yeah. When, you know, like online, Yasser Qadi had a spat with his former colleague, a friend at Yale. Yeah. Let's just see, like, what the f- yeah. what is a family life ca- going to look I like think- in, you know, f- not forget them personally, but I'm saying that progressive leaning yeah. and the conservative produce? leaning yeah. or, or Islamic leaning, I would say. Right. And the progressive leaning, mm. one you're 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 bashing, waging war against mm. people saying basic stuff about Islam. Yeah. Yet uh, so much sympathy towards you know things that clearly Allah forbade. Let's just see how that trickles down. Because every time you take a position, <laughs> you're basically casting a vote for your own lineage. Right. This is what I approve of. Allah says, "Oh, you approve it for everyone else. All right, taste it with your kids." Yeah. Now. Yeah. So I you like said it. this like years ago, <clears throat> but. These things don't stand the test of time. They, they stand never the stand the test of time. Yeah. You see the fruits, and they're rotten, and yep. they produce no nutrients. No nutrients. Yeah. No nutrients. Yeah. What Nas said earlier, it's Allah refers to Allah refers to the disbelievers as those who commit disbelief, mm-hmm. except for Surah Kafirun. Yeah. In which case, he calls them just kafirs. Oh, you kafirs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So. Yeah, you're right. It's people who do kufr, except for the when they're kafirs. Yeah. <laughs> Outright. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, most of the time we're giving them a break and yeah. seeing, like, yo, you're doing kufr. Yeah. Uh, and Utters of kufr. And the other thing is, um, like, I don't think a judgment like that, like, in our situation, you know, nobody's going to go beat them up or whatever. Like, uh, they're like, oh, you're inflicting violence on us. No, nobody's going to do anything. <laughs> right? no, the thing is, nobody's going to do not anything. in the UK. Uh, whatever it is, right? Like nobody's gonna do anything, and we should we shouldn't like go towards somebody's house or something. No, of course like, not. Yeah, but th- there's gonna be separation. Like when it comes to the deen, there's gonna be separation. Um, uh, what is the ayans surah Imran? Right. So like Allah's gonna separate. At the uh, end of the ayah, says that. Yeah, Allah's gonna separate uh, people based on. Where they stand, and a lot of the things that you see, especially with Muslims too, is if you put the Quran as a priority, there's no way that you could be uh, leaning towards a certain associated side. with because them. the Quran is like it's constantly repeating a certain worldview to you. You can't just say, "Oh, I ignore it." Impossible, this. yeah, right? It's impossible to ignore it. This is why you know, 
one reason why I wanted to do this episode is we have to, as Muslims, stop becoming, stop getting spiritually and emotionally gaslit mm -hmm. by people who are not Muslim mm -hmm. and who don't follow, you know, or who claim to be Muslim, who reject absolute basic principles of the yeah. deen that my seven-year-old daughter knows. You're UK. You're, that's not a progressive Muslim. You're a kafir. Yeah. You're, you know, this is this is kufr. Mm -hmm. What you are saying is kufr. Maybe I can't call you a kafir, but functionally you're a kafir. <laughs> right? Right? You may, and if there was a sharia state and there was a qadi, you would be a kafir. Yeah. You should we, have no audience. I'm not, I'm not talking about deplatforming. Muslims themselves should never listen to yeah. you. Right. right. So, like, if I'm. If Islam invites you, makes you keynote, mm -hmm. we should just not go to that stupid garbage. Yeah. So, so, stop getting emotionally and spiritually gaslit by, you know, the PhD guys who. I'm telling you, there's Telegram group, groups with more academically rigorous and intellectually <laughs> fulfilling conversation than these PhD guys read in their libraries. Mm. I mean, come on, man. You like paid extra money to get a PhD. Great. Good yeah. job. You know, that doesn't give you any extra knowledge of Islam. You couldn't, you don't know the fundamentals of wudu. You don't know how to make istinja properly. And here you are talking about, you know, salvific positioning and all this <laughs> crap. Like, we need to stop being emotionally and spiritually yeah. gaslit by these people and, and feeling like, oh, you know, we're sub, you know, subservient to their I'll they, tell you, you know, they opinion. actually survive on the discourse. So it's not that people, uh, you know, people don't think they're ridiculous. It's when you engage with them. Yep. Yeah, you are, you're already giving them the light of day. I'll right? tell you're you. You're like, oh, let me have a rational discussion with somebody who's irrational. Okay. That's a fool. That's a fool's task. That's, some, that's something only a fool does. So you just stop engaging. Yep. You're like, this, uh, this is basically yeah, I, no different the, than an animal in terms of intellect. It's a, it's a tantrum. Right? Right. I saw a thing yeah. the other day where a well-known sheikh was... Uh, made a perfectly valid statement about something and then yeah. the, the these crazy progressive right. and I'll use the word woke yeah idiots jumped in and he like was like kind with them and gentle and right. was like oh I didn't mean it like that and rather than be normal human mm -hmm. beings who go sorry sheikh I, I thought you I misinterpreted what you said yeah. they just doubled down they just, just went in hard and then more people yeah. came yeah. in piling in because yeah. you can't you can't engage these people and you certainly can't apologize to them. Yeah. you can't apologize to those people but then if you do Hold on, there are some extremists on the other side. Are, are we treating the extremists the same? Yeah. Like, why do some extremists or some people on the one side get a lot more tender of treatment course. than some extremists on the other side? <laughs> right? Of course. By the way, I'm just going to make this clear. I'm just going to say the name because I don't care anymore. Yeah. Because, because it, he's Muslim. Maybe. Yeah, of course he's Muslim. We're talking about <laughs> Daniel Hakikachu, who is a Muslim, yeah. who's defending Islam, who's defending the normative position in Islam. That is not the same well, as some guy who's usually, like who's like skating near, who's yeah, on the Kufr carousel every weekend. Yeah. That is not the same person. Yeah. Right? Like, there are not two sides of the same coin. Yeah. One is a Muslim. You know, okay, fine, we can talk about the adab of, of you know, Daniel and, and how, you know, the, the constant memeing and the constant suadhan uh, of people yeah. is, is not, that's not the, the behavior of what I would advise my Muslim brother. Yeah. The following statement does not necessarily reflect that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the thing about adab that I always yeah. think about, right, is there is an adab of interacting with someone, right? So if somebody comes up to you with an abrasive, like, Hey, like, you know, just disrespecting you. You're not going to respond in kindness, yeah, right? And yeah. be like, listen, let me let me understand yeah. what you're trying to tell me as you're yeah. metaphorically spitting on my face. You're going right? to react. And so I yeah. feel like there's a lot of uh, people online now, a lot of big figures, public figures, that they take this very compassionate approach where it's like, okay, yeah, you came and you, like, 
basically insulted everything I believe in and everything I stand for. Let me sit with you and yeah. understand, right? People don't even do that with their kids, yeah. right? Yeah. If your kid comes up to you and disrespects you, you're like, oh, you know, come here, beta. Like, uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about this. Why do you feel like disrespecting me? My, my, <laughs> my caveat to that is, yes, what you said is perfectly right. So debate ex-Muslims, debate atheists, debate Christians. Don't debate anybody. Whatever Sorry. you want to do, use your <laughs> skills for that. But when you're when you're when a you're Muslim, when you're dealing with Muslims, there has to be ruhama right? There so, has to be some level of adab that you don't treat your own the same way you treat there, other people. There has to also be an extensive search before you smear somebody to make sure, triple sure, they still are upon that position. And that's exactly what they said. And there's only one interpretation to that. And you also have to make sure that. You're not selectively editing your videos mm. <laughs> to make things seem worse than they even yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that happens. And exactly. it's not acceptable. Yeah. And, and that's what gets views, unfortunately. The, the moderate, the cool-headed, rational <laughs> argument positions are not going to get views. If you yeah. look at the philosophy videos, and I've stopped watching them, honestly. I've stopped watching philosophy videos because I'm like looking at the view count. They're like 300 you know, people viewed this really amazing lecture. Like yeah. Nobody cares. Because... Yeah. People love the spectacle. You're right. Yeah. right? No, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the thing is, but the thing is, everyone's there for the brawl. Everyone's there for the brawl. Exactly. Yeah, that's what so, it's for. Uh, it's I'm, gladiator. It's yeah. Yeah. It's like certain sports were taken from us. Yeah. We created our own. Yeah. The Except the problem is that there's actually some sins involved in this, right? Yeah. 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 That's the problem. So, so yeah, this is you, this is just, where. Sorry. Can I just say one? So the greatest, the <coughs> smartest thing my brother, my brother was very smart. The smartest thing he ever did was quit his philosophy, PhD program, and become a regular school teacher. Because now he has a job and benefits. I yeah. agree with you. I, I didn't major <laughs> in philosophy. I agree uh -huh. with you. I didn't major in philosophy. He would, he would, he would have got, he would have been ten years down yeah. the road with a doctorate and yeah. like working mm -hmm. at Starbucks. And if, if you look at all the great philosophers, by the way, look at Plato. Plato was a champion of uh, the Greek version of MMA. He actually, he was the champion. Defending uh, champion. Really? And Plato actually means tough guy. So, so Plato was actually like built. Mm, you know? I don't know that. It means like, and, you know, it means like broad or something. It's like actually, that, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, which, which, and Aristotle too, and Socrates, yeah. all these guys. Yeah. Philosophers, you know, when you've exhausted the realm of like physical possibility and like you've succeeded in the world, the philosophy comes after. Yeah. Like when you've reached a state, like for example, the, Jew, uh, the Jewish people, they don't allow you to study the Kabbalah. Until you become forty, you should never listen. listen. Forty years, How forty years old. Were they wrestling like guys in their own weight class or like twelve-year-olds? <laughs> well, here's a question. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say But Nas, Nas, I have a question for you. Yo, Wouldn't I, I have a question for you? Wouldn't philosophy need to be the first thing you do, and then say, okay, here's my life. I've structured my life. These are my beliefs. This is why. Because if I succeeded in life and I did everything possible in life. And I had no more responsibilities and a ton of money. The last thing I would ever do was be a philosopher or pick up a book of philosophy. I enjoy my money, right? But see, they realize at that point that money is not the point of happiness. Just like Imam Ghazali. You know, Imam Ghazali goes into a suruk after he's reached the height of success and yeah. like worldly success, fame, all that stuff. But and what is the point, point of philosophizing? After the fact that you conquered life, Khalas, I already lived my life and I conquered it. What is beyond the material? One of the Only things. spirituality. That's what it is. But philosophy is far different from spirituality. Philosophy, the love of wisdom. Well, when your philosophia. When your gods are it's like the love of wisdom. When your gods are just like 
cartoon characters. <laughs> so then you don't have Sutra. There's one of the famous philosophers, uh, and I, I, I'm blanking on the name right now, but he has a famous quote where he said, you know, if I get some money, I buy books. And then if there's anything left over, I'll buy clothes and something mm. to eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was their whole life because it was a, a much, it was more spiritually or intellectually fulfilling than the world that they were living in, which right, was right. a horrible world of you could all the majority of the people are enslaved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's rampant uh, pedophilic homosexuality, yeah. and you're worshiping uh, superheroes. So you could also argue is, yeah. that it's like America. The intellect, <laughs> the intellect, right? You yeah. could also argue that the intellect is tied with the body. Right. And so if you're a decrepit body sitting, you know, in like a cave somewhere and like, you know, reading these philosophy books and not exercising, not doing anything, then your intellect is going to suffer. It will. You're you're an imbalanced person. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't measure things properly. You're not going to be able to think through things properly. So so what is the value of that philosophy if you're. If, if it's not even applied to your own physical That's self. That's where I'm saying, what I'm saying is that when something's intellectually stimulating. By the me, way, the cave metaphor was a wrong example. Okay. I take that back. <laughs> but sitting somewhere, it's right? Yeah, yeah, like where, you, where you're not being physically active. But here's right? my thing. Intellectual stimulation to me only has value insofar as it can trickle down into the apply into the real material world. Right? And this is where like real life happens. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so... For me to reverse it now, all right, let's now, everything's set, we had a great dinner, let's now talk ideas. Yeah. To me, that doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't, I, the idea should have come first. All right, so I, I'm going to bring it back from no, this philosophy okay, yeah. discussion. Can, 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 can I just say one last thing? Get your thing in. I would say the modern world is the product, the result of intellectual discussions, right? And I, I don't want to This is a over, proof against you. I don't want to overstate, <laughs> I don't want to overstate the importance that... What happens in the academy happens in public just... A lag like, time. There's a lag, lag time, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Philosophy, yeah, that's why I say the idea comes first. The then it trickles to the world. Yes, but yeah, yeah. sometimes those ideas have no relevance to the physical world. It's only later that you see the, the relevance that they have. Einstein, for example, the things that he's discovered, they were all purely through intellectual you know, exercises and math. But then later on, you see that, oh, he's right. You know, We're sending spaceships into outer space and measuring... like. You know, the distances between stars with a person. Well, I can get that. I've never been there. I get that. I get what you're saying from a social standpoint. But from a personal standpoint, right, personally speaking, I'm going to set up my philosophy up from the start, then live life. And the goal is to improve this physical life. To go back to abstractions is a step back, Mm. right? I would not go to abstraction. And this also goes to a bigger philosophical question that even some of the Ashadis differed upon, which is, is some, when things exist, when Allah creates, does he only create material things or did he create a alam al-mithar, right? <clears throat> and I lean towards the concept that um, when Allah creates, he creates a material thing. Yeah, and, that's the Ashadi position. Right? Yeah, and uh, it, it could be a subtle material. It doesn't have to be visible to us, right? Uh, so an angel is a, has a, a materiality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, light, uh, all the waves that we see. Uh, so soul as well. Soul has a material, but it's called the subtle material. It's just we can't see it. So that's what's important. The realm of ab- abstractions and ideas is a realm of stuff that doesn't exist. Only value of it is if if it improves the physical state. There right? has to be a connection yeah. from the top to down, right? Yeah. But there, 
the, the material world, for example, um, these worldview things that we're talking about. In the present moment, you could improve the physical, but down the line, it could cause a drastic destruction of society, right? The, yeah. the capitalist consumerist yeah. culture that we have today. Totally. So that, that's why I'm saying is that the, the, the metaphysical ideas they need some type of importance mm -hmm. to, to be able to discuss them without any type of relevance yeah. to the physical world. Fair enough. Immediate. Right. And that's why I would I, say I would not personally advise it. Like if, if yeah. a youngster came to me like, oh, I'm, I really love philosophy. Like, yeah. should I do a philosophy PhD? I would say no, don't do it. But I just want to make sure that like those two realms, there is some importance. Which there, in that right? case, by your logic, it's also important to police ideas. Certain ideas should not be released. The question is, huh? I yeah. agree with that. The question I have in, in follow up to that is, how is philosophy tested, right? So, for example, if you're living your life a certain way and it produces certain outcomes, then you've lived your life according to some rules or principles. Some informing philosophy has led you to live your life a certain way. Yep. With like you, you can't live life without a without a pattern, without yeah, a template, absolutely. which is a philosophy, yeah, right? It's a philosophy of life. Yeah. So doesn't it always come first that you've set the philosophy of how you're going to live your life yeah. that produces certain outcomes? Mm -hmm. Like Dr. Shady was saying, you don't. After you've you've achieved success, you're not like, oh, let me come up with a new philosophy now to think about this this these abstract what, things. What is success? Because I've already you already achieved a uh, certain things, but certain outcomes. Yeah. Not what, success, what is, but let's say success, outcomes. Right? Even outcomes. What is outcome? The the philosopher. By the way, when I mean philosopher, I mean deep thought. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't mean like Greek philosophy. I mean okay. spirituality. Whatever you want to say. Right. Fair so, yeah. But we're gonna sit here and parse the meaning of okay. is. Okay. We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> right. I'm gonna you got, you got, you got your. You got your one right. point in. I've Hold canceled. I'll I'll just, back to just one. Just one small correction. Since you like things to be precise, I can't say that word. So it's because of my accent. Decision, position. I can't say any of that. Anyway, um, <laughs> since you like things to be precise, capitalism and consumerism are not exactly the same thing. Yeah, in so philosophy, which philosophy? Economic philosophy. I give. I'll in, give it in back economics, to consumerism yeah. is not the same as capitalism. I never majored in the, economics. They're two so very I'm not different things. Responsible for that. So don't be throwing around terms, buddy. <laughs> um, <coughs> so before we got into the philosophy tangent, what? Which actually, you know, I, ha I, have a, I, have, I have a way to pull that in. Which is, ideas is what, you know, we were talking about a certain individual, Daniel, here earlier, where ideas do trickle into the mainstream. And so mm -hmm. I, ha we, I can call out the, the other problem with Daniel, with all of these other things. But on the other end, we had problems that he was calling out that yeah you might you know you can say that certain videos were exaggerated certain things were wrong with regards to muslims sure but those problems were real directionally yeah. he was correct you know i have no problem claiming that what was his degree in harvard at it doesn't Early study it doesn't so, matter philosophy philosophy, philosophy. Um, my point <laughs> some, by the way some of those some of those targets of those videos have even apologized for the very things that of they course were accused of. of course they did right and 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 uh, i think i think that's important so yeah. i think uh, so one last thing that we can do to wrap up, I, I wanted uh, Dr. Shadi to share uh, the story that Habib Omar um, shared with regards to hope. Oh, okay. If so you can, if you can wait, share that before, before we get into yeah. that, I'm sorry, just because that's a that's a serious topic. What's up with the goat? Oh, oh man, man, you know what can I wanted to do? Has your attorney advised you yeah. to not speak publicly? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, the whole the whole agenda was like we live in a world with so much technology and stuff. I want to get close to nature so i got this idea to get the goat and i called the farmer 
who is like 10 minutes from my house. I buy from him the goat. And my estimation is that I'm spending this money anyway for Udhiya, right? right? If I if this goat pet project goes well, I have a pet, right? If it doesn't, I'll, I'll slaughter the goat or the likeness of it, right? right? So I was like, I have no loss anyway. Either way, I'm spending 300 bucks anyway. Right. And... So I, I didn't purposely did not read the ordinances of the of the of the city because I felt like I could get away with it. Mm. There's a lot of people who have ordinances that nobody yeah, follows, yeah, right? Non-compliance. So the utmost respect, Sheikh. Yeah, it's very Egyptian of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I I go and I get the goat, put it behind the masjid. The masjid has a property right behind it, and it's a huge property. And no people there are like it's it's there's not a posh suburb. Yeah. So I figured nobody's going to mind. Lo and behold, the neighbor calls the police. Snitched. Snitched. I get a call Monday morning. I rush down and uh, the cops are like, listen, we don't want, we don't want issues, but just take it away. Right. <clears throat> so the, he says to me, North Brunswick doesn't allow for any goats. I said, okay, I'll remove it from North Brunswick. I took it to New Brunswick. <laughs> 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 I complied with what he said. Right, and the letter said warning North Brunswick. Right, okay, so I comp- I took it here. Nobody complained here. Certainly not. Certainly not. They couldn't even make the phone call. They wouldn't know who to call. Right, and they're like the people around here. You have a goat. Yeah. Ex- exactly, and the the kids loved it. They probably grew up with farm animals. Right, so everything was perfectly fine. But then some power outage, whatever something power line was being fixed. And there's a cop there. They always station a cop next mm-hmm. to whatever's being fixed. And that guy goes up and down. He Five sees a goat. And he decides, I'm going to be the hero today. And he calls me in. Then those two guys come back. And I wasn't there, but it was reported to me from the brothers who were downstairs. We were streaming. And they said, the cops came and said, oh, this guy, he <laughs> thought he'd pull a fast one by moving it to New Brunswick. <laughs> right? Okay. But I complied with their rules. Yeah. Take it out of North Brunswick. So they physically took him, took her, took the goat, put her in the back of a van, drove her away. <clears throat> and then my phone wouldn't stop ringing, right? And it was the New Brunswick Police Department. And they're like, We've, we, we're using cell space. We got, a, we, we got the goat in the <laughs> jail, right? <laughs> in the jail. And it's making noise. It's bleep, bleeding, whatever it's called, the bleeping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, the they're loud, and they're she's loud. upset. Yeah. And they I'm said, "You need to come and take it." Resources, though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and you need to come and get it, right? And take it where? And take it back to the farm. Oh, and I yeah. said to them, guys, the reason I didn't, you need to just give me some time. I can't. Uh, <clears throat> that was the excuse I had. Of course, hey, are, I was planning to keep it here for long term, <laughs> right? But the excuse that I had was that the guys in eye doctor, the 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 farmers in eye doctor. Mm. I just can't go whenever I want to, right? So, okay. So then uh, I, they say, come pick it up at the police station. So I drive down to the police station, right? And it, what, it was like Friday night or something like that. It was like a nice evening, but I'm wasting it now. So Friday night, I show, I show up and, I, I, and I'm looking, where do I park? Where's the police station entrance? I don't know what the police station entrance is in the middle of the city. I see a, a cop standing there with the goat. Right, and I slowed down, asked him what's going on. I said, "This is it." He said, "Yes." Yeah, so I take a U-turn, and he walks the goat over, 
and I always stick the goat in the car. Then I drive over to the farm, drop it off at the farm. And I said, let me swap you. This goat is not going to be eaten for at least another year because it's too skinny. It's too thin. Right? And it's too young. So he swapped. I'm going to slaughter there another goat. But that was the whole thing. Right? And now he said, by the way, they're going to send you a citation. So I don't get anything for like two weeks. I go to England, come back, and there's on my nightstand, <laughs> New Brunswick Township. I open it up. It's a ticket. So I'm trying to find out. You know the ticket? They check a box, and you go to the back of the, bo- the ticket, and you see the cost. Yeah. And I'm thinking, my guess is $65. That's what I'm guessing. Mm. But no. Mm. Mandatory court appearance. <laughs> and that's where it'll be determined. And the mandatory court appearance, I got to wait for another letter, letter in the mail. Do you know how hard it is to get a letter in the mail? Because half the mail is garbage. Yeah. 90% of my mail that I get is trash. Right, so I just don't even check the mail anymore. Mm. But I have to check the mail now because I'm going to court, and it's going to be a virtual. I'm sh- I hope it's virtual. Most municipal court matters are, are virtual now. Yeah, yeah, uh, unless it's like a sentencing yeah. or something serious. I really wonder what is the judge going to say. This is what the government. <laughs> this is what the government this is, wastes its time This is on. possession, <laughs> illegal possession. Don't tell. Him, don't tell them you were planning then. to to slaughter it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But this is like on public recording now. They can find this. But thing. I, if but the New Brunswick police are listening to this. Take your shahada. Repeat after me. I told. I called the guys. I said, "Hey, first of all, I complied with your rules. I took it out of North Brunswick. How would New Brunswick know?" Like he said, "No, no, no. The animal thingy is across like five towns because there's not much activity. So this, the animal control guys." They're, they're like the there's CIA. like the only two guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like the only two guys for like three towns right. to take these calls. And I just said uh, a question, like, who called? I guarantee you the neighbors didn't call, right? He said, no, no, there was a cop there walking up and down the streets, and he saw your goat. Wow. Is there a reason why you can't have a goat? Yeah, you cannot have any animal except a cat and a dog in North Brun- in New Brunswick. No chickens. In North Brunswick, if you have a certain acreage, you have chickens. I believe you can have six hens, no roosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no roosters. Yeah. Um, but yeah uh, but children those, are going to be added to that list soon. But no other <laughs> children. <laughs> no other animals. No other animals. Any type of cat, any type of dog. So you can have a pit bull. Do you have birds? Pet like birds inside the house? Yeah. But not outside? Yeah. You can actually have anything inside the house, too. They're only talking about what you keep outside your house. Oh. Because you know that if the goat passed, you know what my next pet would have been? A peacock. (laughs) Peacock is a nice bird. You can buy a peacock in New Jersey, from New Jersey. You should just buy some farmland. What you need is for that goat to get certified as a, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Their pet and uh, their... uh, emotional support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. You could just hang out with your goat. (laughs) No, and then later that uh, week, I saw that Harvard does goat yoga. Yeah. Wow. So the liberals get to have goat yoga, and I have a court date. There you go. I think that's a good... They define the goat as people, you know. (laughs) They probably got some different rules. And as a timestamp, we're recording this slightly before... uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I know know she has to go um, for graduation. So either we can wrap up or continue. What do you guys want to continue? You guys continue. Make it a long episode for people. We'll continue. If anybody wants to drop off after Dr. Shetty, you know. All right, continue. <laughs> and, and someone could take this spot for the extra mic space. Ozzy, you want to join in? All right. So take care, guys. All right. Zahra Helen. Salam alaikum. Chef. Salam alaikum.
Okay, we're back. Oh, man, that was rough. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a couple of days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just paused a few minutes ago. Uh, alhamdulillah, I think this was good. Uh, I don't expect to be doing it again for a while. Yeah, I think this was just a one-off, one-off. Eid special. Yeah, so here's your holiday special, everyone. Enjoy. And, uh, inshallah, you'll enjoy it. We did. And uh, listen, here's the solution, right? Find groups of people who are like-minded like you in your community and hang out together. That's great. That's in crazy. person. Yeah, in, in person. person. Like, <clears throat> like the, 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 bad, the bad air is clean now. Mm-hmm. You can all meet in person, <laughs> sit down, have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, eat a meal, um, enjoy each other's company. And if you eat out, if you go to like a coffee shop, uh, take turns picking up the bill. Don't split it like a bunch of weirdos. Right. We're Muslims. Cover the bill for your friends and then they'll cover it for you next time. And it's, uh, you get more baraka that way and it's more generous and you engender uh, better feelings for one another. But yeah, get your own groups of friends together and hang out with each other and talk about ideas and uh, see what comes from it. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't have friends or groups around you, then move to a yeah. place where you do. Inshallah. Or make some. Or make some, exactly. Start your own communities. Uh, I think that's, that's really important. I think having people around you who are upon the same Manhaj <laughs> is, is, is actually very important, right? And I think that's, that's the, the way we got through so many problems and so many issues. And, yeah. don't, and, and like I said many times, the people who are like out there, whether it's because of their political views or their uh, heterodox religious views or just their general idiocy, just ignore them. Just don't give them any attention. Don't listen to them. Certainly don't start uh, engaging with them. Don't e- don't even pay attention to them and uh, move on to things that are more important. Inshallah. All right. Inshallah. Inshallah. I just want to say one last thing that um, a lot of people do engage with these things because they feel like they want to do something with their life, right? They want to contribute to the community, want to uh, live for some higher purpose or do some good in the world. And the best good, and this is like real talk, right? That your activism, like if your local area and your personal life and the things that are closest to you, if those things are not in order, then this type of global activism is not something that you can really make a mark in, right? And so if you want to do good uh, for the world, start by doing good for yourself. Start by doing good for your family, um, for your community. Like Alex said and uh, all the brothers here, find like-minded people and start building communities and quote-unquote safe spaces around you, right? And don't worry about... Uh, what's going on in the world because some of those things are outside of our control. Oh. All right. Jazakallah khairan, Saad, do you have anything? You good? Nothing to add. We covered it. All right. Jazakallah khairan. Shadu Allah ilaha illant. Wastaghfuruka wa atubu alayk. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Al-Asr. Inna al-Insana la fi khusr. Illa al-Lazina amnu wa amnu salihat. Wa tawasib al-Haqqi wa tawasib al-Sabr. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa